Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. Yes, he is. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, well, not as always, Not Joe, as always. Yep. Not as always anymore. With us for the first time in quite some time. <laughs> God, it seems like weeks since we've seen you. Is oh the super fan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Ooh, we happen to be here. And film critic from JoeBlow.com, Jimmy O, Mr. James Oster. What the hell was that, Junior? What the God. hell was that? God damn it. Uh, Look, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be one of those episodes where I think we're just going to be talking in a southern ap- southern accent or something. Accident? Southern accident. Southern accident. I didn't say uh, accident. I said speaking accident. Of, speaking of southern accident. You know this is on on. It's being recorded. It's like we can immediately hear it. I don't know why he argues this stuff. I didn't say accident. I said accident. All right. Um, All right, then. So here we are again after our wonderful interview with Mr. Vincent DeSanti. And Fourth of July was just this last week. Everybody have a good time on Fourth of July? It just blew by. Yeah. I was up at the at the cabin with Mark in Wisconsin. Did his feet get cold? Uh, I warmed them up with my breath. Did he rub your feet? God, he no, he feet. won't touch my feet. He should. He should rub your feet. We watched. Yes. We watched Friday the Thirteenth by campfire light outside Ooh. of his parents' cabin uh, by the lake nice. on a giant screen TV. Did projector. you tell ghost stories around a fire or anything? No, we didn't need no. to because we had Friday the 13th. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Well, I just Several got back people from... drown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at, for real? Uh, oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. They're dead now. Yeah. Hey. If, if somebody... <laughs> I told them they had the life preservers guys... on the pontoon boat. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it. It was all over the local news. Well, I've been out of it. 17 people all drowned in the lake at Mark's. Oh my cabin. God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's do it again next year. <laughs> uh, well, well, you're more than welcome to come Matt. next year. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. And I, I just yeah, got back. I just got back from Lake Tahoe a week or so ago and uh, had a wonderful Boy, are time. My arms my tired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, it'll be one of these shows, isn't it? Couldn't find that rim shot fast enough, huh? Well, no, I I have to. I still think. I still (laughs) think we should talk in a southern accent. Just keep on going with that, James. What do you think? Uh, I'm fine with that. All right, Joe. Did you see any movies recently? In a southern accent, I did. I did. I saw the Boogeyman. Oh, how'd you like it? I. I was okay with it. I liked it. I did not not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were completely right. It is uh, riddled with jump scares. Yeah, and i I thought it was acted well. Mm-hmm. There were parts I realized this is you know the boogeyman. It's supposed to be something that you know hides in the shadows, comes out at night. I felt like the movie was a little too dark, just mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, the, the movie was enjoyable. I think it's something people should go out and see. I don't know necessarily if they have to go see it in the theater. Yeah. Uh, it was still a decent film that I think would hold up at your home. Yeah. 
yeah, on a, a rental so. service or whatnot. Um, I the acting in is the Sophie Thatcher was was fairly decent. The the little daughter uh, Vivian Blair is her name. I thought she was wonderful. The dad, the Chris Messina, which I've seen in a few other things, mm-hmm. he's good when he's on screen, but he seems really vacant in the storyline. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought mean, he was good by design. I think you know. Yeah, I, it's it's yeah. Depressed. Now, I thought that they there were times where I was thinking that the inclusion of the mother character was. Uh, kind of tacked on but it's I, I after seeing the whole film it is extremely necessary this is one of those uh stephen king books that i have not read but so mm-hmm. i'm i'm looking at it just with a, a blank slate but it, yeah it's you a, know, all in it's all a great I, short story yeah all in all i did i did like it it was enjoyable mm-hmm. jimmy did you see that too no i did not Oh, okay. I haven't. I've been trying to take it. I've been dealing with like personal stuff. So I, I I didn't go see a concert, but no movies. No movies. Okay. Uh, Matt, Mark. Yeah. Matt, a uh, question. So I I know you read the short story, and I've read the short story, and you've seen mm-hmm. the movie. So how close is it with the? I mean, it's it's. It? Does it, it have it, the psychiatrist in it? Yeah. Does it have? It does. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't really remember the short story very well. I just remember liking it a lot. I, I haven't read it in a long time. Uh, so I, I need to get back and read that again. But um, but I just it, it's definitely its own thing because it's, you know, it's right. a 90 minute movie or whatever, as opposed to a short story. But uh, I thought it was I thought it was good. It's very entertaining. It's a haunt. If you're into a haunting kind of thing, it's it's uh, I thought it was a really pretty good one. It's you know, it's not. It's a very predictable film, but but if you're into that kind of thing, you you're not going to mind that. So, uh, Mark, did you yeah, see anything recently? Yeah, um, I watched on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a 2012 film called The Battery. Uh, it's a zombie uh, uh, apocalypse film um, mm-hmm. directed by this uh, guy named uh, Jeremy Gardner. Uh, this is a very low budget zombie film made for six thousand dollars. Um, he basically asked like 10 of his friends or whatever for like $600 each or 12 of his friends. I, I, I can't do the math, but he got $600, uh, each from his friends and he made this film and, um, it's basically about, uh, two, uh, two guys, best friends in, uh, their mid late twenties, um, uh, surviving a zombie apocalypse. Uh, the dynamic of these two friends is what makes this film uh, really work. Um, and uh, one of the friends, Ben, has adapted, you know, very well as a survivalist, you know, like Joe is. And uh, and uh, he's a decent zombie killer, while his friend uh, Mickey is hesitant to make his first kill and still puts gel in his hair. Um, the acting is subpar you know, but for six thousand dollars, this movie looks great and shot and directed very well, and uh, with a great independent soundtrack, Joe, um, that I think you would be interested in. It's really great music in it. Independent, you know, artists that he got along with it. Um, there's a great scene where they're both uh, trapped in a car, surrounded by zombies for days because uh, they they lost the keys and. There's just great interaction uh, between them. You know, there's a lot of baseball references. They play catch and 
whatnot with uh, gloves and uh, baseball. But it's it's actually a, a pretty endearing story. It's just about two friends in the zombie apocalypse. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and for $6,000, man, wow, it looked really good. And you could, you could watch it free on uh, if you got Amazon. So, uh, I, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, that's what I watched. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I watched was the – I finally got around to watching The Pope's Exorcist. And uh, it's uh, – that's the one with uh, – what's his name? Russell Crowe. The Pope. Oh, Russell yeah. Crow, yeah. The, the Gladiator. Uh, <clears throat> and it was okay. It, it was not great. I gave it three cuts just because it was eh, mildly entertaining. It it the I you know I think that the kid who gets possessed he suddenly becomes very evil very quickly you know and and it's not there's no like lead into it it's just it gets to it very quickly which I suppose if you don't want to waste a lot of time that's fine but it doesn't really let you ease into the story at all there's there, you know it just jumps right into it and. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of things that are, you know, the, the powers that this that this entity has are just kind of far fetched. And uh, it, it's just I don't know. That's not my cup of tea, but it's it's very almost like he's a superpower, uh, you know, demon or whatever. And and it gets it gets a little outlandish, I think, uh, especially for something that is supposed to be about a real person, uh, which from what I understand is, is what it's he's supposed to be. It was an actual guy who it really was, but obviously this story is just completely fabricated. It seems like, and, and certainly all the aspects of it are completely fabricated. It, you know, it's, it, it's just one of those things where these, these possession movies is, I just think it's really hard for them to have much success because the first one <laughs> was just such a knockout of the park. Like, what, what are you going to do? You know? Um, so, but it's all right. And uh, Russell Crowe, I, I like, I'll, I'll say this, seeing the, the previews to this, I thought it was going to be absolutely awful. And uh, my sister-in-law came over this weekend and she spent the night with us and, and, and we, she picked that to watch. And so I was thinking I wasn't going to like it too much, but I liked it more than I thought it was, it was entertaining and uh, Russell Crowe I thought was pretty good in it. He's always good. Uh, so it's certainly, if you're, if you're really into possession movies, obviously it's something you've probably already seen, but it's worth checking out if you're really into those. Uh, I'm not, they're not that huge into them unless they're really, really great. Um, and this one was just okay. So um, but yeah, there's so many of them. Yeah. There's just like, Plenty. And there aren't that many good ones, really, you know, that, and they're, yeah. they're you know, it's just, I don't know. Um, they all just like, just meld together for some I, reason. You know, I like the, are, are we talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre already? No. What are you talking oh. about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It just, it applies um, to so many oh, franchises. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it really does. Though. Joe is not wrong. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's. Yeah, we have so many zombie movies. We have so many well, that's true. movies. We, you know, it's kind of like right. But and yeah, some but you're you are, some yeah. you're into, and some you're not. And this is you know, sure, sure. Um, this is, but it didn't I, look that good. It didn't look that good. No, the very, previews. Yeah, the previews. I didn't think it looked very good at all. It looked a little way too mainstream and way too. 
like it, it's beautifully shot and everything, but it's, you know, and, and all the sets, you can tell they put some money into it, but it's just, eh. Um, but the family, you know, the mom and the kids are fine and, and, and Russell Crowe's good. And the guy who plays his assistant, I've seen him in a few things and he's good. So, uh, did Russell Crowe show his feet? Uh, he did not. So Mark wow. would be upset about that. Yeah. Mark yeah. wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, but I guess that brings us to our pick of the week, which is Mark's pick this time. So, um, Mark, tell us what you chose. Tell us, uh, why you chose it. Uh, yeah, it's been close to a year since we've, uh, discussed a franchise. I mean, we've gone so many episodes of just doing like independent films and just like genres, you know, and whatnot, which is great. I, I think it's been like fantastic, but we haven't done a franchise in a while, guys. It's been close to a year. And uh, so, uh, you know, is that right? We we're long overdue. Yeah. Yeah. The last franchise we did was Alien back in August. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I guess it's, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, well, we really missed the opportunity for Leprechaun around. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. God, Joe, you <clears throat> fucked that up, man, with the Corey. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I know, man. He had, he, had, <laughs> he had the perfect opportunity. I like throwing curveballs from time to time. He oh. did the Corey Feldman. <clears throat> and, and, but I mean, you cured me. right to the nuts, Joe. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, you cured I throw me. Throw hard. Though. Yeah. That was a two-seam splitter right there. You cured me. I I, I don't want to see another Corey Feldman film. or I, I don't even watch his videos anymore of him, like, you know, dancing on the stage, making an ass out of himself. I don't do it anymore. You, you fucking cured me. Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. yeah. That might have been worth it, almost. Mission accomplished. There's still Corey Haim, uh, guys. But um, I believe we don't refer to him by name any longer. Oh yeah, yeah. There's gonna be bleeps. Whoops. Um. So, anyways, um, I asked uh, my friend uh, and listener uh, Angelica what you know she would like to hear us uh, discuss for franchise, and I think immediately she said Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She couldn't believe that. What? What's that show? Is this the same Angelica that thought that you would be a survivor of a horror film? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. And is always she's always on Team Piscati. Yeah, exactly. She's on. I just like to check my sources. Yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna be on my side. Uh, There is one. There is one. No, you're not, James. Um, But you know, I I thought of it. I was like, yeah, sure. That's a great. That's a great pick. She also picked uh, the Purge and um, uh, the Conjuring um, series too. But I thought the Texas pack. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I was thinking, you know, like, where, where are we going to go with this? Like, how far should, you know, there's like nine films, I believe, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I wanted to shorten it down so we didn't, like, do a Friday 13th where we just didn't even talk about some of the films. So I only picked four. And uh, that's the first, the original, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Leatherface 3, and then <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. So, totally 90s there um but yeah um yeah let's just let's just start uh it's a group of uh five friends uh 
that are heading through uh, the back roads of Texas, where they end up uh, seemingly uh, stranded uh, because they're out of gas. They have to wait overnight. And so uh, they start looking for gas and they go to this uh, seemingly uh, abandoned house and uh, they meet in a crazy chainsaw wielding uh, maniac with a human face uh, mask with uh, some demented twists and turns with some family members. You guys excited? Oh, yes. yeah, That was Joe, extremely accurate. Joe, Joe doesn't seem excited at all. <laughs> You're right, Joe? I'm, I'm riveted. I'm, You're riveted. Look, I'm, um, yeah, I'm just okay, waiting well, with well, anticipation. Your my, intro has my, us on the edge of our seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the energy is low right now. I did, let's let's get it up. Let's get it up. Um, this film, I think, uh, that's well, what I'll, she said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Damn. Uh, this, rim shot that. Yeah. Right. I mean, this film, I think, will always hold up and always look good every time I see this film. Uh, it's it's just a classic. It's beautiful. It's it's a demented, just demented fun. Um, from the actors to the Why amazing does Mark shots. Get to go first. I'm going for. I'm just. I'm going first. <laughs> um, from the actors to the amazing shots of sunlight pick, peeping Joe. through the van's window <laughs> to the iconic, to the iconic slam of the metal door um, is is probably one of the in probably the top twenty uh, famous amazing shots of horror cinema. In my opinion, is that slam that sliding door being slammed in the original. I, I, I think it's just a gorgeous shot. I think it's beautiful. Um, I, I, I like the film. I, I like it. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, James. James E. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, Texas Gentile Massacre is... Uh, it's funny because it was a movie when I saw as a kid. I didn't like mm-hmm. it. I didn't get it. I was like, oh, was good. I don't get it. I didn't get it. But it stuck with me enough that I watched again and again obviously it's a it's a it's iconic in horror in the horror world um I don't know once I got to be a teenager and kind of got it I was like well this really creeps me out it's a very creepy film even from the opening scene with that just a you know messed up the armadillo oh yeah oh oh, no 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 you're right it was the messed up shot coming out yeah yeah that that sequence uh, I, I tried to watch it on edibles one time I didn't get past that scene that just freaked me the fuck out. So, and like you said, Mark, the, the slamming door, that's one of the, I, I would say it's far more than 20. I think that's one of the top five iconic shots in horror period. I think it's a, a masterful work. I think Toby Hooper did. He, he, it's so gritty yet it's like you said it's beautifully shot but it's got that kind of documentary feel it just and of course john larroquette doing the voice in the beginning it's kind of fun to hear that it's always fun to hear john larroquette in this movie i don't know why um i think it's marvelous and i think marilyn burns is a hell of a lead i think uh gunner hansen he's he i i loved his leather face i think they've there's been a couple scents that have been really good, but I don't know something about him, something about this movie. It just, it, it, it holds up and it's just, they do it without really a lot of gore. You know, it just, it's one of, it's one of the few movies you watch and you like, feel like, Oh no, there's a lot of gore in there. And no, there's nothing. There's really nothing. Just the guy cutting his hand or something like that. So that's, that's my, t- I, yeah, I, I, I 
think it's one of the best horror films ever made. Period. Yeah, yeah. It, it. I, I think the the original uh, uh, guy who plays uh, Leatherface. It, I, it, it. With the movies, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen all of them, but I've seen pretty much most of them. He's the best. He's the best. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, he he created that role. I, I, mm-hmm. I think he's the best. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I. This is. It's. So good. I, I haven't seen this in so long, too. It's I, I can't remember the last time I watched it, but it, it has been a long time. And uh, I had been thinking about doing this franchise myself because I wanted to get back to it. And and uh, I <clears throat> and I hadn't really watched most of I don't think I'd, I'd seen maybe one or two of the sequels after part two. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the at the beginning, Jer- I love Jerry's glasses. He's the guy driving the van. His glasses are hilarious. Seventies um, car safety was not uh, very strong back in those days. They've got a it's the oh, best. They've got a guy. <laughs> they've got a bunch of uh, basically teenagers or young adults uh, sitting just in the back of a van with a guy in a wheelchair, and it doesn't seem like he's strapped in at all. And if if an accident happened, poor Franklin would go flying. Um, I, I just think it's good, good policy never to pick up a hitchhiker. It's just, especially if you're in rural Texas, probably the best place not to pick up a hitchhiker. I do. I wonder if the hitchhiker from there's something about Mary, uh, might've styled his performance off of hitchhiker from this movie. Um, probably, probably. And they are, these guys, these, these kids are dicks to franklin by the way they're completely they just leave them out by the van while they're running around having fun um i for long stretches of this movie there's almost no incidental move music at all and i i loved it i love the just silence and the the sounds of of uh the nature around them or whatever uh the camera shot tracking uh, to the house from under, kind of behind the girl as she gets off this, the 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 uh, swing, and it mm. follows her toward the house. Such a great shot so for, for a low budget film. There's a lot of great track, tracking shots in this. Running through the woods, the chase through the woods is so just it's put together so well. Um, uh, the first scene lit, in, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. yeah What's beautifully that? Beautifully lit. Yeah, it's oh, so beautifully lit. lit. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, the first scene in the house, I think, is still shocking. Where the first girl gets into the house, um, I, you know, even though you don't see much, you think you see a lot in this. Um, I, again, I love the camera movement. Um, something tells me Leatherface hasn't run this much in quite a while. <laughs> He's running more in this than he probably has. I can't imagine that he kept up with her for that long. Um, uh-huh. I, apparently they really um, cut Sally's finger at the end there when grandpa sucked on the blood. Yeah. They, they had a a, 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 a fake knife that didn't work. And, and so the guy just unilaterally decided to cut her finger and she didn't even realize that he had done it. And then he didn't, the grandpa didn't realize he'd, he'd done it either. And he was sucking real he blood. Sucking on, on, the, yeah. on the finger. Um, yeah, the that dinner, that crazy dinner party scene is still so f- fucking good, and uh, shot over twenty six hours. They were insane at the end of it, and um, 
this film was added to the Museum of Modern Art as a permanent uh, exhibit in 1981. So, yeah, it's just a masterpiece. And and uh, you, it's a fantastic film. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 man, wait, wait, what's your opinion on, on Franklin? What do you mean? The guy in the wheelchair. Oh, I love Franklin. I think he's fantastic. I, I think it. I think it's great. I, I yeah. just love. I just love the craziness of like how the cast fucking hated him. The yeah. actor just oh, hated him. He oh, was did like, they? A, yeah, they, he was like a complete dick on on uh, on set, and nobody liked him at all. Oh, really? But, yeah, but maybe, but maybe that's why they um, just you know, left, left him. him <laughs> Who knows? But I, I, but even like you know all the stories of like how much of a dick he was, you know, on set. I mean, God, what a character Franklin was, man. Just his uh, when he mm-hmm. when he rolls into the house and he's just you know doing his. What do you call those raspberries or yeah, the, the you know the, those kind of things. And the, he and the hitchhiker both. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I don't know if uh, the, if uh, Toby wanted them to do that or if it was just like an improv or something or was mm-hmm. it like an inside joke or like who could do it the most. But man, that one scene was just so great. I, I just love that character Franklin so much. Just it's just so great. Um, yeah. I'm ready for Joe. Joe, what do you think, man? You I love absolutely, it. I love this film. Uh, this film is an absolute classic. I from beginning to end. I love the the radio, the narration, the opening. Uh, mm. The opening segments of this film are so bleak, and I, I have the opposite opinion of Matt of Franklin, that Paul Pertain guy. He's Franklin is, in my opinion, made to be annoying. He's made to get under your skin. That segment where he's talking about how now in the slaughterhouse they use the gun, and he keeps repeating that phrase like sh- boom. Sh- Boom. And he won't shut up about it until they yell at him. I mean, I would smack that guy in the car if I was riding with him. I think he's designed to be that way. Um, and he gets somewhat of what he deserves. Like, put the damn knife away, especially if you got a stranger in the car. And for the record, that knife doesn't look like it could cut butter. But yeah, it's still that whole sequence at the beginning with the photography and him not wanting it and then burning up the, the, the photo. And it's just, you get yanked out of any sort of comfortableness that you would normally have watching a film. And it just automatically puts you on the edge of your seat. You're uneasy. And it's, it stays that way throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And all of these characters, everyone that gets introduced is more bizarre than the one before. Once you get into the house, the set dressing is just amazing. What it doesn't have in actual blood and gore, they make up in ambiance of that house. You know, you can look at that and you could picture in your head exactly what it smells like, you know, in there. It's just so disgusting, Mm -hmm. especially the part where, what was it, Sally? When she goes into the house, she falls down and there's just like chicken feathers everywhere. I'm like, could you just imagine the rancid smell coming out of that place? Well, and, and then the chicken that's just in like a bird cage that's way too yeah, small for way it. Way too it's small. So yep. weird. Yeah. So weird. And, you know, the the dinner scene and everything all the way up to uh, the act. Sally was just absolutely tremendous. You really, she really sells the fact that she's 
just terrified for her life, especially when she gets in the back of that pickup truck and you get that scene of her turning around, sort of laughing, like, ha ha, I finally got away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the one thing I'm really dying to know is the truck driver that stops <laughs> to pick her up. The, he's driving the Black Maria is the yeah. name of the truck. Yeah. I just, I hope, you never he's know, dead. but I hope to God he got away. No, yeah, he's yeah, dead. Yeah. He's dead. I, yeah, it, logic would lead me to believe that if Leatherface had stopped pirouetting in the street with his chainsaw, he probably could have gotten, you know, the truck driver really easily. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I, this movie is an absolute classic. They, locked it in and it's it's a fantastic film from beginning to end i i continuously laugh with that truck driver because when he's running towards the back of the truck and he does the pivot when he sees leatherface it's mm-hmm. just the most classic pivots going nope fuck that and he just keeps running he keeps running but I, I i feel like they got him they got him i don't know why they got out of the truck though like they they got into the truck, closed the door, and Leatherface like is hitting the the door with his chainsaw. But I don't know why he didn't just drive off. Like why they had to get out the other side. I I think it was just like a knee jerk reaction. It's just like get out of the truck. My knee jerk reaction would be to drive off. Like, you I don't would know why you would think you would think, uh, but I mean until you get a, a chainsaw being buzzed, you know, at your head, you you don't know what you're gonna do. But it, yeah, it, it, it's just a great film, a fantastic film. And uh, we haven't even mentioned um, uh, the wonderful um, uh, gas station guy, um, the cook. Yeah. Man, is he great. And yeah, he's great. He, he, he basically steals the movie for me. I just love just his, his, uh, his canter, just how he talks and all that. But we'll get more into that guy in uh, the next film. Well, actually, in this first one, he he was supposed to, you know, he's that whole scene where he's driving and hitting her with a stick was so great. But but he didn't yeah. want to hit her. And he did. He felt uncomfortable hitting her. And they kept telling him, hit her, hit her. And even the girl was like, hit me, hit me. And <laughs> and he didn't. That's why he kept pausing. And then, you know, whatever, because he, he the actor himself didn't like doing it and and so she kept saying no hit me hit me and then he, he said by the time it was over she had bruises all over herself oh i didn't even know that but yeah. they did that makes that scene even better because he said it's it seems so natural when he was doing yeah. it yeah it, t- it completely worked oh that's yep. great i didn't know that yeah sweet all right well we're gonna move on to the next one uh, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a part two, directed again by uh, Toby Hooper. Uh, in 1986, possibly one of the greatest uh, horror poster film film posters in the history of horror cinema, and that's the Breakfast Club uh, theme. Um, I, I just get a kick out of it, absolute kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh film is about a, a radio DJ. Uh, who is uh, victimized by the cannibal family because she has a tape of evidence of uh, murder recorded from her station. Uh, she she seeks help from an obsessed former Texas Ranger played by legendary actor Dennis Hopper. Um, I won't start off this time, so I don't get yelled at. Uh, we're going to start off with Joe. 
This is where you lose me. Okay. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a fantastic film. And I think it was extremely original. And I think it was terrifying. And then they just say, well, let's cookie cutter it and take some some moments from it and make another movie about it. But now it's a comedy. You know, it's it's a dark comedy. And there's so many things about it. I, I mean, if you're looking for a standalone dark black comedy in, you know, in the horror genre, go ahead, watch this. But I, it just, all of these franchise sequels sort of disappoint me because they can't, they're not scary anymore. You know, I don't, when, when Leatherface chases somebody with a, a chainsaw in this one now, I just, I laugh, I giggle. I'm not scared for that person. I, I, I'm not invested in any of the, you know, whoever the good guys are supposed to be in this film. And it's just, it sort of just spirals off into this, such a bizarre out there movie. I don't even see it being part of this original film. You know, I, I don't think that this leather face is the same leather face from the original. Plus um, I, I, throughout all of these, I mean, this is more of a, a look at the, the entire franchise. I, how many fam- like how many families does Leatherface have? Because <laughs> it's the same iconic Leatherface character in every film, but yet he's surrounded by different people. So is he moving from house to house or from a house to an amusement park underground and then to somebody else's house? And that I, I know I should just take the rod out of my ass and just enjoy the film, but those are things that, you know, take me out of the enjoyment of it. And Again, this here, this is something I, I did some research on. So every Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel has to contain some of these certain items. For example, they have to have an introductory text crawl that pretends that the narrative is based on a real story. They have to have that flashbulb sound that makes that creepy screeching noise. Mm-hmm. They have to have the low angled shot from some woman's ass as she walks towards a house or a structure. There has to be characters in a van or in some sort of vehicle. There has to be an imposing metal door that's going to scare the hell out of everybody. That's like a an automatic jump scare. Um, there's supposed to be a, a supporting character that we think is helpful, but one day, you know, we find out later, probably part of Leatherface's family. There's got to be a maniacal dinner scene. You know, it's just all of these things. There's like a laundry list. And you. I think if you pick six of them, you just you've written another franchise film. So I, it's just after seeing the first one, watching the second one, I had so many expectations of what this franchise could have been. And it just, it falls short for me. Um, that being said, I love it when Chop Top burns the end of the wire coat hanger and scratches his head and then eats it. That's just so disgusting. It's great. When, yeah. when, when did you see uh, uh, part two for the first time? How old were you? Uh, like, did you see it before or No, I, I actually, I watched them in order. You watched them in order. So, yeah. but, but when you uh, saw it for the first time, did you, what, like, what year was that? Do you remember? I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, probably in high school. Okay. Um, I didn't see the second one until, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Oh, okay. And then just started going on and on and on until I saw them all. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And this is this is one franchise that I thought would have, you know, out of all of the the horror franchises that could have been remade by Rob Zombie, why didn't he pick this one? This seems so much like right up his alley. It's all this hillbilly horror. This he would have been perfect for this. Yep. Not the monsters, not Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or uh The Hills Have Eyes. One of those two would have been great Rob Zombie mm-hmm. films. That was actually in one of my notes is that when I was watching uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I was going this. I I felt like I was watching a Rob Zombie film, actually, because, you know, with the hokiness and whatnot, I kind of thought I was watching a a zombie film. And uh, Dennis Hopper has gone on to say that this is like uh, his biggest regret, his least favorite (laughs) film that he's ever done. Um, And just, you know, back on the whole, like who would survive a horror movie type thing i gotta say that if you were to rank all of the weapons in a horror film the chainsaw has got to be one of the dumbest ones because there's so much uh you know room for error it could not start on you know you could be sitting there pulling and pulling and pulling and nothing when you need it um plus i don't understand how in every one of these films you never hear it coming it's just all of a sudden the screen's dark and everybody thinks, oh, you're finally safe. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's right there and it's on and it's running. But it you don't does, even hear a pull. But it does work with some tension with that chainsaw when it doesn't start and he's like revving it and he's revving it and it's going ring, vroom. And yeah, it's, I not, know, but it's not going and you're like, I'm come on, get out of the, the room or whatnot. I'm talking about all the built-in jump scares that they right. put in that. Where it's just all of a sudden, you know, they're standing in the forest by a tree, and then all of a sudden, and there he is, you know. He gets a lucky pull. Yeah, because they don't. Yeah, he must. Walking or anything like that. No, 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 none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're good jump scares, so. And I, Uh, I don't understand where was this place that they were living, this underground amusement park type thing. Yeah, it wasn't really. It was in Texas. Explain. Yeah, it was like an abandoned amusement park. Yeah. yeah. But it's but, underground? It's yeah, the Texas. layers and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Texas. What's that? It's in Texas. <laughs> Matt, oh, what do you... Sorry, that's all you had to say. It was in Texas. I didn't know. <laughs> that answers everything now. Matt, what are your feelings on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? The polar opposite of joe um i absolutely (laughs) love i love this movie i saw it in the theater when it first came out and this was an unrated movie so you had to be 17 you couldn't be under 17 with an adult so i had a fake id and one of my buddies had a fake id it was uh me andy you know andy joe uh -hmm. our friend sean scott i think and our friend joe judge and Joe Judge had a fake ID. I had a fake ID. Andy and Sean did not. And so we sat on the ends in case they carded us. They did. They came through and carded everyone in the theater. But what they did was the guy, one of the guys came my direction through the the aisle. And I was sitting kind of in the middle. On the, I was the end of our group, but in the middle of the theater. He came and asked me for mine. Another guy was in the aisle and asked Joe Judge for his, and they didn't ask for the for Andy or or the other guy in the middle of our, of our group. So they just asked the ends for their for their IDs and just moved on. It was just you know it was like young guys or whatever. They didn't care what age you were. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, 
We we had. Yeah, they used a, to do that back in the day. They used to. I did yeah. that for uh, part seven, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. They actually one, did that for for most of the time for R rated movies. They would card. They might card you at the door, uh, but if you were with somebody who was eighteen, it was fine. Yeah. But or seventeen or whatever it was. Uh, but for this movie, it was no admittance for anyone under seventeen. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. and we were. I think we were sick or no under 18, maybe or something like that, whatever it was, we were too young. And, uh, but we, I mean, we had a blast with this thing and we talked, we, we, we quoted lines from this movie. We still quote lines from this movie, like Nam flashback and, uh, uh, grandpa's a one hitter. And, and all we, I mean, Andy and I still will quote lines from that, um, bringing in the sheaves, that song. And, and uh, I'm bringing it all down. Like we still like, we'll quote this, uh, this movie. Um, so good. Yeah. I, I just, I think, I, I think they're both masterpieces. Uh, I, I want to know what's happening in that hotel hallway <laughs> where where uh, Dennis Hopper's staying. I want to know. Was what, it a porno? Was it a porno going I on? Know. I there's think it cowboys was. Cowboys acting weird. I, there's a bunch of weird stuff. I want to know what's the going on. Gay in that porno. Hallway. Cowboy uh, porno. <laughs> I let's see the marching band in the middle of nowhere. I I, I felt like like. There was a lot of David Lynch in this movie, and this was really kind of, I mean, it came out the same year as Blue Velvet, so it wasn't influenced really probably by David Lynch, but maybe Eraserhead, I don't know, but but it's very David Lynch-esque. Um, and yeah, I, another note I wrote was Rob Zombie owes everything to this movie. This is pure Rob Zombie, like House of a Thousand Corpses, the, the sense of uh, the humor everything except this actually has a sense of humor as opposed to most of his movies. Um, Jimmy, I, I wrote this down, Jimmy. Now this is a masterpiece of mayhem. Um, the lights, I love the lights in the tunnel are so cool, especially in the chase there. I don't know how they light them or how they have the power to do it, but I don't care. Um, and then the line she says, listen, this is not going to work out <laughs> to Leatherface like their relationship is <laughs> going to work. That was such a weird scene I too, know. man. Or that first scene where where he's like, it's like he's having sex with her with the chainsaw or something like that or simulated. Uh, so great. Um, I like her. I thought she's, I thought Stretch was good in this, gener- good-ish. Um, Bill Mosley? Uh, huh? Bill Mosley, I mean. No, Stretch, the girl. Oh, Stretch, the DJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bill Mosley. And he uh, he's he's playing, uh, uh, what's it, Chop, Chop Top? Chop Top. Uh, yeah. Who actually, I looked, because he had a similar uh, birthmark uh, mark on his, as the hitchhiker. And so I looked it up, and he's supposed to be the twin brother of the hitchhiker. Uh, who And he was just in Vietnam still at the time of, of the original. Um, and, uh, let's see, bringing in the sheave. Yeah. So I, no, I just think this is, it's, it, it's like he decided I'm not going to do the same thing again. I'm just going to do a complete balls out comedy basically with horror. Uh, they amped up the gore. Obviously there's way more gore, way more stuff and skin and, and gross stuff. Um, yeah, I I just I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. So, yeah, and I there's mean, always it, a chili cook-off. 
you know. Yeah, the chili cook with, off, yeah. With it's, with human it, meat that wins first, you know, prize, you know. It's in it's, the meat. Yeah. It's all in it's the meat. In the meat. It's, it's all, all in the meat. meat. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, it's I I I think they were just following suit because it that's where, you know, some horror movies were going in that in that time. I mean, Gremlins 2 was, you know, dark humor and right. and and, uh, and it they just kind of went that way. And uh yeah, it's 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 a film. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just so much. I, I, again, I just want to say again, I just think this very, it's almost like David Lynch was involved in this. There's just so many little weird, weird quirks. And obviously, I mean, Dennis Hopper is full on de- Hopper, you know, so I love it. James, what do you think? Oh, we haven't even brought up one of the most brilliant kills ever. That whole scene with the the, the car, the jeep, and the, that that whole while they're on the, with the radio, and while Leatherface is chasing those douchebags down. Oh, you mean uh, over the, uh, over the bridge? Yeah, I, at the very beginning. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's one of my favorite moments of any horror movie. Yeah. It's a great opening. I love the guy's I glasses still... that he has on with the eyes, the the weird glasses with the yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. It, yeah. it was it was basically kill the yuppies in this. I mean, that's what you know this film was going for, kill the yuppies. But I, I got a question with that scene. Why couldn't she just in, in the station? Why couldn't she just hang up the phone? Why did they what why did they just keep going and it's like just hang up the phone? Doesn't that work? Just hanging up yes. the phone? Right? Exactly. It drove and that's me one insane. of my notes. Is what kind of messed up phone system do they have for a radio station where they have to stay on the line until the other person hangs up? Right. If that was the case, I would have crippled every radio station back when I was a kid because I just would have called oh, yeah. and put the phone down and walked away for right. days. Yeah. It's yeah, not maybe, possible. Maybe All they would have had to have done was hang up. Maybe there was a smaller station. The phones mm. didn't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm going to speak on this one because I this is a this is a movie that I uh, it was so I I don't agree necessarily Joe with it's it's the same old same old I feel it's a very different film on every level it's just so over the top and wacky I do think it's very different it's not the same one but oh, now but yeah I I after, I, yeah. I wish yes fair enough I gotcha yeah so I. I really like Carolyn Williams is great. She's, she's so much fun in this stretch is a lot of fun. Um, it's great to see, you know, obviously, you know, pre Rob zombie, you got one of the Rob zombies boys in here. Um, that's cool. I, there's a lot of good stuff in this film. And I, I just, the whole setting, uh, it's fun to see Dennis Hopper in one of these. I, I don't care that he doesn't mm-hmm. like He's a blast to watch. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I love it. And it's a movie that I, I get why I, I, Joe, I get your reaction because I think I had the same reaction when I first saw it. I was like, I don't get why this is, I don't get the point of this one, but it, it, that like the first film, it just grew on me. And I think the first two films are so masterful and they're there. It's, it's kind of like the evil dead and evil dead too. They're, you know, they went so campy with the second film while the first yep. film was fairly serious. Um, I also like, I I just thought it was cool, man. I, I, I really, it's love the ending. I love that. I love that. I want to go to that Mm -hmm. music park, that underground place. I think that'd be rad. I want to go there. That'd be really cool. It's in Texas, Jimmy. It's in Texas. If you want to go, I can't go. I'm so upset. (laughs) That's my thought. Yeah. I, I love this one. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's so bizarre and uh, Toby Hooper. God bless him. God bless him. (laughs) Yeah, I I love this film too. I think it's great. Um, it's 
Matt took a lot of uh, notes away from me and I'm all over the place right now, but I love this film. Um, but that being said, um, Jim Sadow, once again, man, once again, steals the movie for me with all his one liners and how, how he's just, it's almost like he's improving, um, which could be uh, the point because um, uh, this, the script was uh, basically a work in progress because the company took a million dollars out of the budget. So the screenwriter, Kit uh, uh, Carson, had to rewrite the script during filming. So maybe that's why there was a lot of um, uh, lines just here and there. Maybe it didn't all mesh together. But who cares, man? It was a fun film. I mean, we had we had a chainsaw duel on top of the the table, and then Dennis Hopper just shoves that chainsaw right in the center of uh, Leatherface. He's still alive by the end, but by that time of the film, who cares? Who cares, man? You're just having a good time. You're just having a rock and roll good time. It was great. The love affair was interesting, just like Matt says. I don't think this is gonna work. Um, but just uh, all in all, just just there were so many good lines in it. I I I love this film. I love the the poster. I wish I had it. Um, I probably will get it. Um, but yeah, uh, Dennis Hopper though. I mean, I don't. Why was he in this film? I I don't know why. Uh, just probably for the money. But like half this film, mm-hmm. he's just going bring it all down, and he's just. Just sawing away, just sawing away for like half the film. And it's, I thought they kind of misused uh, Dennis Hopper uh, for that. But other than that, I, I think it's a great, great film. Um, I only, I, I, I had a couple problems with uh, uh, Bill uh, mostly, you know, slashing at her, you know, going up that, you know, stairs at the final end. And I wanted to see a little bit more cuts and more blood. He's just, he's just kind of like just zigzagging and not cutting her. So, but that's just a nitpick. But I, I, I love, I love this film. I think it's a classic. Most people do. Yeah. And how did how did that end again? Someone twirling around, dancing with a chainsaw. Yeah, correct. Stretch. Okay. Stretch. I just yeah. I couldn't remember which one that happened in. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, twirling and chainsaws, let's move on. <laughs> We're going to uh, Leatherface, 1990, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Part 3, directed by Bill Burr, who was fired and then rehired two weeks later because they couldn't find a director to uh, to direct his film. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, Peter Jackson was supposed to uh, uh, direct this film, but he did not. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look yeah. The film. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been. It would have been. Um, this the storyline. Uh, it's a little different, guys. Uh, brother and sister Ryan and Michelle from California are dr- delivering their father's car to Florida. They take a road suggested at a gas station, and is hunted down by a cannibal family. Um, I'll start off with this one uh, with decent acting, um, awesome guitar riffs. Uh, wonderful booby traps, and once again, a uh, different approach to this franchise because we had a very uh, direct approach and in the original. They had a campy, uh, dark humor one, and then they kind of uh, brought it back, uh, I guess, like in between, you know, I would say. 
little funny in in some parts, but um, uh, Viggo Mortensen is in this film, this charismatic, and he's I, I think he's great in this film. Um, think it's the best family so far that we've seen. You know, like that what we've been talking about for like the table scene and just the interactions with the with the family. Um, I love the mom with the voice box. I thought she was great. Um, I, I love the the camaraderie with uh, the two brothers. I thought that was uh, wonderful to see. It was just a little bit more interesting than what we've seen before. I I, I still have a problem with these uh, these films as they progress. They seem to get the family seems to get smarter and smarter and smarter. And we'll get on to why I think that when we get to the next generation. But they it's they're not as the hills have eyes kind of like family they're getting more progressed and like just more intelligent and uh it it works in some ways in some ways it doesn't um but um i love uh the trailer to this uh uh film before they even shot this film they did a trailer and it's uh a montage to excalibur one of my favorite films um where uh, the chainsaw, like you, you see uh, uh, Leatherface just staring off into the lake and uh, the camera just zooms in and all of a sudden you see this beautiful chainsaw coming out of the lake, just like Excalibur with, you know, the lady of the lake, you know, gemstones uh, uh, on her hands and all that. And then it she throws it up just like uh, Excalibur did in Excalibur, and Leatherface catches it in a bolt of lightning, hits the chainsaw, and he starts. He turns around, and the camera just zooms in on his face, and it's Leatherface, you know, part three, and it's great. It's great. I love it. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of like a '90s action horror feel to it, um, which which I enjoyed. I love the Survivor list. Of course, you know from Dawn of the Dead, our 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 our, our boy, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I didn't mind it. I I didn't think uh, I, I was expecting this was going to be pretty bad. Um, I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was actually not a bad film. Uh, Joe, you loved it? Uh, no, I I, <laughs> I this I became more tired with it just because again they pick so many. You know, you've got. People with car troubles, you know, you've got the the gas station attendant and now he's, somebody's taking photos and trying to sell them. And, you know, it's just the same old, same old thing that I've already seen. And um, I, I don't know, just, I don't care for it. <laughs> it's just, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, Joe. <laughs> Matt, what do you think, man? Uh, this was better than I thought it was going to be. I, I wasn't. I didn't have great expectations for this because I had heard so many kind of negative things about it for a long time, and and because um, I was really big on the first one, and then or I mean the first two, and then when this came out, I was I, I was excited, but then I read some bad reviews of it, and 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 I heard from people that they didn't like it, so I, I just never saw it until now, and. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was pretty, it was better than I was expecting. Not great. Nothing even, not even holding a candle to the first two, but um, the main couple are so dumb. Like that couple is so dumb. Like I thought they might head in toward more of a comedy 
feel like if this had had the the tone of part two or even part four, it probably would have been more successful, but it, it kind of lost. I, I'm not sure what they were going for, if they were trying to be funny at times or or if they were going straight horror. And I think generally they tried to do straight horror, but um, they cut away from a lot of the kills in this. Like they, they, they were, they went back to not having much gore in this. Uh, Vigo, I thought was great in it. Like he's way too good for this movie, <laughs> way too good for this movie. Um, uh, I, I wrote a note, this is too normal, and I'm not sure what I meant by that, but I think maybe it just wasn't weird enough, you know, maybe, I don't know. Huh? The, was it the family was too normal? Maybe, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure yeah. what I meant. I, they're they're just not crazy enough. Yeah, they're not, not crazy. Yeah, they're not crazy. Like, yeah. the, the family in part four is fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. And, and in part one and two, but this one was more like... They're just sadistic, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. not not like nuts, except for Leatherface, you know. Um, yeah. And even Leatherface was just not himself. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of this Leatherface at all. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a legitimate question? This isn't like a joke or, you know, a bit or anything like that. I honestly, I'm trying to piece this together in my head. So like in... Friday the 13th, it's Jason Voorhees. He's the same Jason Voorhees through, well, most of the films. Oh, except and, <laughs> right. and in mm-hmm. Halloween, it's Michael Myers. It's the same Michael Myers that we know from the first movie throughout all the movies. So is this legitimately, is this supposed, like Leatherface supposedly, I, I mean, I could even believe that he survived that chainsaw through the gut from part two. But is this supposed to be the same Leatherface where he just moved on and a, another family? I almost feel or, like all of these. I don't these, get how that works. After two, I feel like at least these two were just reboots almost, you know? This, no, no, actually, this, uh, so uh, Leatherface Part 3 um, basically is disregarding uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, and so it's supposed to be like a direct sequel from the original, which is. But with an entirely different family. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In a different house. Yeah, well, it almost, but, but that clears it up. Part, yeah. part yeah, three and fair, four. I, mean, also, I think f- part three and four almost function like reboots. Really? Like they don't yeah. fit in the canon at all really part, in part four doesn't fit at all in in the canon it just this I one mean, doesn't either i well, mean yeah. they're the same story but it's just like a reboot it you know there's no idea that there was events that happened before there's there's a timeline where they try to explain it but it's like you know the red strings all over you know with the board where they're pointing it's insane it's and like, if I'm not, you mistaken, can't even explain it. I feel like there was a lot of rights issues with this series too over the years. Like it changed hands a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, with New Line Cinema and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy, yeah. you were saying something about to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, if you look at the Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, it takes place quote unquote five years after the original came out, and there, there's no continuity mm-hmm. in those movies. And Halloween. There's no yeah. continuity. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's those. There's very these 
long-running horror franchises, it's very difficult for them to hold any continuity at all. But yeah. I, I, it is weird that the families do constantly like, wait, I don't remember Little Girl. Well, Friday the 13th has the best continuity for any franchise in the horror franchise. Besides, uh, besides, know, besides the five years with the Friday Thirteenth Part Two, Dream. it's it's pretty con- all all the way until after um, Part Eight is when is when they fuck up when they when they go to New Line, but Paramount I, really did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I yeah. think streamed it well, it, but except for the the years did not make sense. It didn't make sense. It wasn't five years later. It was one year later. It was right, all that yeah. stuff. It was a little right. I think Scream is the uh, better representation of yeah. continuity for, for sure. sure. Yeah, for I sure. mean, you're not watching any of these franchises for continuity. No, <laughs> you know. you're not. You're not. You kind of do. So basically, no. I should be treating this like the Griswolds. Yes. Yeah. Like there's always going to be a Rusty, but he's always going to be different. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically. Okay. That's exactly. I just need Joe. something grounded go. in reality that I can put my foot on. And okay. All right. Go ahead. Who was the best Rusty? God, Anthony Michael Hall, probably. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All the others were kind of lame. I like the one in the remake, actually. I thought he was good. <laughs> I was fine with that guy. What remake? The, oh, I'm sorry. Vacation remake. I'm, so, I'm thinking of another movie. Sorry. The one in uh, the Las Vegas vacation, the Papa Giorgio, he wasn't bad. He's like my second favorite. Well, you I, didn't see the I didn't see that vacation? One. You didn't see the Vegas one, man? Mm-mm. You didn't see the Vegas? Vegas one was good. Yeah, that's good. But I digest. Go ahead. Uh, I think you're going to call on Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. What do you think? Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, I remember seeing this movie when it came out, and I kind of liked it when it came out. It was, it's fine. It wasn't, didn't live up to the original, but it was a good, solid sequel that had decent. Kate Hodge was fine. I, the little dumb, dumb character moves, but I liked her. I liked William Baldwin. I thought they were likable enough for what they were. Viggo Mortensen's charismatic as hell. I mean, I, 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 I kind of knew him from that time because he had also done an Indian runner around that same time. So he's doing all these weird movies. Um, I think I actually met him at a, I went to see him read poetry at this place called the Iguana cafe. So it was like, I was already a fan of his, uh, I watching it again. I literally just watched it before the show. This is one. I, the one holdover. Um, I like it more than I thought it would. I, it, it held up better. I think Ken Foray is Right. I think they uh, I think there's some solid energy. Yeah, it does. A, it, it's a little dry. It's a little paint by numbers. And it's a little, you know, what? at this point, you really shouldn't go trying to not be gory because it's, you know, it's chainsaw. It's 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 not 74. We can move on. We can get gory a little bit. But I, I yeah, it's OK. It's a, it's a, it, I love the. You know, at, at least Joe, at least this time they're actually listening. They hear the the leg moving when the, he's walking towards. I like that sequence where you, you know, you hear the squeak, 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 squeak. As they, and they're like, hurry up, hurry up, change the tire. I thought that was cool. I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. There's moments here. It's a good, it's a decent, It, it's, 
it's it's far better than I remember it to be. I thought it would be on my rewatch. I thought it wouldn't hold up at, at all. And it's it's fine. It's a fun, solid. It's one of the better sequels, I think. I think it's much more maligned than it should be. Yeah, unfortunately, with the uh, with the gore, um, they had to cut a lot out. There was a lot of gore in this film, but the MPPA yeah. the ratings just it just kept on cutting it and cutting it and cutting it. He he submitted uh, the director uh, Burr, uh, submitted this film, I believe, sixteen times before they before they uh, agreed on it. So sixteen times, man. Wow. So there was they cut out a lot of gore, so they just destroyed it. But I guess you can see um, this film all in its glory and gore. Uh, it's it, if you have uh, the Blu-ray, the unrated uh, Blu-ray, you can see everything on it. Yeah. So. So it didn't really get its chance, and uh, they uh, it was supposed to come out in uh, November, and they released it in January. Um, they pushed it back and released it in January. Oh. So it, it, yeah, it it showed up um, uh, on like the number like debuted at number eleven. Back to the Future Part Three or something like that was uh, still even in on, on the top ten. I don't even know. Um, yeah, so yeah, it kind of sucks. I, 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 I think it's okay. I, I think it's all right. Um, hangs on by a fingernail, I guess. Uh, uh, so uh, the next one is uh, of course the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, nineteen ninety five. It's prom night in Texas, and a bunch of teenagers get lost and crash in the woods. Big surprise. Of course, they stumble upon the Chainsaw family. Big surprise. And guess what? Another dinner scene. A big surprise. Right, Joe? Um, here's a change of it. Starring Academy Award winners Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey before they won the awards. Um, the last line of this film is, what the hell is going on around here? Um, yeah, that's my thought on this film is what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? Um, Joe, what the hell is going on? Out of all of the ones that I watch for this, this is my second favorite. Okay. <laughs> I, I did enjoy this one. Um, <laughs> fucking Joe. I, I have questions. I don't know why Matthew McConaughey needed a uh, an electric leg because it's that's fun. run by remote controls. I, that was just um, bizarre. I do want to say the character of Barry, the high school kid at the beginning of the movie, who's making out with that other girl while his girlfriend's in the prom. I was getting some really really strong Matt speak. Beauty Queen Butcher vibes out of it, that one. Like, I yes! thought Matt should have played that entirely. It's, I fucking thought the same thing, Joe. I thought it. <coughs> yeah. I was like, like, here's my something, note here right here. Rhyme, I think Barry bitch. should have been played by Matt Speak. It's just like in Beauty Queen Butcher. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Renee Zellweger plays such a cute nerd in this movie. She's adorable. Or adorkable, I should say. Yeah, but Barry uh, Barry, said that she's fucking ugly, too. It's like, are you out of your mind? She's way hotter yeah. than your girlfriend. Barry's nuts, yeah. Barry's um, nuts. I, 
so there's like three different Leatherface masks in this film, and I only cared like the last one was okay. I prefer like in the original where the mask looks like it's patchwork where it's sewn together piece by piece. It just seems scarier. Like he took so much more time to think about what pieces are going where and a little bit more monotonous about it. Whereas these, it just, it looked like it was something he picked up at a dime store. So I wasn't uh, as impressed with it. Uh, I thought the character of Darla, the, was she a real estate agent or something was, you know, in, it's the same, you know, it's the gas station attendant, you know, it's all she needed to do was start taking pictures, but I don't know. At at least it was a girl this time. That was different. Um, I, the guy without sideburns was so creepy that came into the, you know, of course, another dinner scene, but the guy, the rich guy who we have no explanation of who he is or why he's there. He's just sort of, I guess, funding everything. And, but he really can lick face. Um, yeah. So felt bad for her on that one. So I never, never, it's kind of one of my rules. I don't trust somebody who doesn't have sideburns. So, but I thought Matthew McConaughey was good in this. Um, I liked it. I liked Renee Zellweger in it. So that's, that's all I got to say. (laughs) Matt, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I didn't care for this one very much. Um, (laughs) I, I thought it was a mess. Um, but I, this was a, originally had an AKA return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, that Barry guy's a dick. Um, and I was like, this guy's dead. He's such a dick. Um, and then just run into the goddamn woods. What? But I think there's there's like this side from what I read that it seemed like they were trying to make a satire or you know make fun of these movies or something and and so it, but it didn't work it's just this is such there's so many things it's trying in this movie and none of them really work very well um i wrote at one point this is just terrible <laughs> um i'm not sure what kind of power cable that was she's swinging from but she probably should have been electrocuted uh, that she jumped onto a power <laughs> cable from the roof uh, but Renee's always no. Here. Actually, you're okay as long as you're not touching the ground. Yeah. that's how birds don't get electrocuted while they're up there. No, yeah. that's not true. I, I I've seen videos of birds, like thousands or hundreds of birds, getting electrocuted while they're sitting on the on the wire. That because the weight when it breaks, you just see all these birds just drop dead. When it breaks, yeah. But if you're just sitting on it, and it hasn't broken. You're not touching. I don't the ground, know. I thought you so. were not supposed to touch those at all. Yeah. No, I touch no, power okay. lines all the time. I put my tongue on them. It's okay. Oh, Go nice. ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't listen to Joe out there because I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, Joe! If you, you heard it here first, yeah. <laughs> put your tongue on it. That's how all those people drown in the lake at Mark's cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Joe said we could do a zip line across the power cord. I sent those yeah. kids to that under. Underwater boulder, and they never came back. It was okay as long as you use a leather, yeah, as long as you're not touching the ground, swing over. Uh, Once you touch the ground, though, yeah. yeah. So, Mark Fischetti is basically a new super, super villain in a horror film. He's going to be a villain, right? Is that what we're saying? Because he's just killing people. Mark, he's going to be the uh, villain now, like leading people to their death through an evil power line. 
No, Joe said that. I didn't say anything like That's that. No, I think Joe's telling us what's happening. You're 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 going to be a super. You're like a like a serial killer, like making people jump off power lines. That's scary. I'm missing the whole point of this. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but I agree with Joe that uh, <laughs> Renee Renee Zellweger is super cute in this, and I never really thought that she was like. I you know I, don't know, I just I think she's. A, attractive i guess but i never thought much about her but she's totally cute in this and uh it's so funny that matthew mcconaughey and her and she are both in this and uh, crazy right yeah, it's just amazing um and he's you know he's good um the good. Pinch, he, he the, goes overboard holy shit oh well, yeah definitely that some of those Fuck. kitchen scenes i mean i i i kind of up and down because i loved like the kitchen scenes and those weird shot uh scenes in the house where uh, you know where Matthew McConaughey's just going nuts in in there on them, and they're fighting and everything. I kind of loved those scenes, uh, but it was yeah. up and down. Um, yeah, it. it I feel like uh, the director Tim Hinkle just said, "Do whatever you want," and Matthew McConaughey just let go. He just yeah. let loose. Oh, totally. Do, yeah. do, there was no restriction on his performance there. That's what it seemed like. Um, yeah. But anyway, I like them both, and you can see they're both going to be movie stars. I mean, he's totally handsome. She's cute. You could see that there's they had more talent than than this movie, you know, need, required. Um, the patient, a patient on the gurney that that rolls by, is actually the actress who played Sally from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, that t- at times it seemed like they're doing a satire, but none of it quite works. Uh, I think David Lynch actually would have done a great job with this movie. If he had made it, it would have been a really good. That whole part with, I could tell the whole part with the, I don't know what he would, the rich guy coming in. I, it's almost like he's a, a movie executive studio guy or something telling them, Hey, we need actual horror. And I don't know. Um, it, it was, it, Let's see. Yeah, definitely my least favorite of of this batch. But I have a feeling it's miles better than any of the movies that came after it. So not true. No, no. Twenty twenty two. We all like that. Oh yeah, that's Even true. Twenty twenty two. That's right. Yeah. We all we fuck all love that off. one. No, yeah, not that. True. Fuck no, no, no. Yeah. We all yeah. not yeah. did not like that yep. fucking we all, movie. We all love that one. Yeah, Cinescare certified. Yeah, it's yeah. not Cinescare certified. It's not. I'm, I'm talking about the two thousand. I'm talking yeah. about the two thousand three remake. Is really good. Yeah, yeah. The Jessica Biel one is good. Not the twenty twenty two piece of dog shit james what do you think of it this is this movie sucks ass i hate this film i think it's terrible <laughs> it's I, I, not that bad I, I had it on and i remember I, like yeah renee zellweger is cute and all but like <laughs> through the whole movie i'm like shut up just shut the fuck up it was so annoying i hated her that wasn't a scream that was a laugh she's laughing through the whole fucking movie she does uh, that in all her films no, no, not like she's a, she's gives good performances. This is so just goofy. It, it it's not interesting. I, I thought Matthew McConaughey was good, but it was like even he got. I I actually preferred Viggo Mortensen's crazy p- compared to the, him in in a little bit. But I did a lot. I like when he the, running over the guy. That was fun. Um, that was cute. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I just it's so stupid. 
it's just a stupid film. Like it's, it, I, I get like Kim Hinkle was trying to do something different. And the original writer, I believe yeah, original writer. Uh, I get that they're trying to go somewhere with this, that to take it in a different direction and to be a little more, to add a something to it. But I don't know, like Matt, what we were talking about with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, they went weird and they went wacky, mm-hmm. but it felt, I don't know. It felt like it, Belong. This was like what that. It felt like a mishmash of movies, and you're just. It like, felt what the yeah. Heck? It felt like they did a, a threw everything they could against the wall and just tried to see what stuck. You know, like they were trying. They were yeah. trying too many things. Yeah. And really, just none of it stuck. It, it, it's not a very memorable film. It's it's really it's it was a chore for me to get through. I mean, it's not it's not the worst. It's not Zombex or whatever the fuck movie was, but <laughs> it's or Hood of Horrors actually. But it's 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 just so goofy. And so like, it just, it, it's not, it's, it's just not a pleasant watch for me. I don't, I don't like it. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't mind this film. I'm, I'm on the cusp with, it's a pretty garbage movie, but I, I'm kind of with Joe. I, I kind of enjoyed it too. Um, uh, the acting, the, it's the entertaining. actors. Yeah. It's entertaining. Uh, the actors, uh, that are with, uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Renee Zellweger, they don't even hold a candle. It's not even a spark with the acting with those two actors, especially uh, Renee Zellweger's uh, prom date, Sean. First off, him delivering lines was, I don't, I don't even know how this kid got a role um, for, for a film. Um, hell, I, I, I'm not a great actor, but I could act better than him. Um, and that one chase scene you have, he's running down the road. You have woods on each side and you got the truck after him and he's just running down the road. Just go into the woods, man. Just go into the woods. And then he stops and he looks at Matthew McConaughey while he pulls up and he's going, why are you doing this? And then he just runs the back way. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, who is this actor? Character, everything. That's, it's a running theme in all horror movies that if people make the right decision, then they we don't have a movie. Well, it's just so yeah. frustrating, though. Like watching it, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, it, I mean, that's on the director and the writer's choice. Just going, oh, well, can't do that. You know, how about him like chasing after him or something like that? Um, it, I, the dinner scene was was fun. It got a little bit too much. I think uh, Matthew. McConaughey went way a little bit overboard, you know, with the pointing with his two fingers constantly and whatnot. Uh, Renee Zellweger um, so far is the best runner out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, franchise. She's one of the best runners of any horror movie I've seen. Yeah, man, she can book it. She can book it. She outran that plane. And I can't believe nobody brought up that plane at the end just coming in. (laughs) Where the fuck did that thing come from, and why did it go for uh, Matthew McConaughey? Apparently, it's because of you know the rich guy with the nipple uh, or stomach rings or whatnot, yeah. or whatnot. But of course, I did some research, and I did some research with JoeBlow.com, James, and uh, apparently, uh, JoeBlow.com says that it's the Illuminati. Ah, uh, who says it's that? The Il- 
Yeah. Um, I don't know the name. You yeah, look they, it up, they man. They mentioned Illuminati a couple times, and then Matthew McConaughey had it on his uh, on his truck. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's I mean, the, it makes sense. It's the Illuminati, of course. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't think about that earlier. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like Illuminati why... would be totally focused on some hick family in in Texas. <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you're supposed to be terrifying and scaring. Like, what do you? Like, I didn't even think he was. You know, he's going to scare uh, Renee Zellweger's character by just licking her and showing his uh, little rings on his stomach, and then just leave. And then he and then he lets her off the hook. Which made no sense, like bringing her to the hospital in the limo, and why would she even get in the that that airplane scene? But um, my favorite scene is the old couple in the RV with the Bloody Marys, and they pick her up, drinking and driving, drinking and driving, and she gets in, and then the RV flips, kills steals old old people, you know, on their retirement. Just I I I. I laughed out loud on that one. I thought it was great. Uh, the cross-dressing leather face. Um, this wasn't my favorite uh, leather face. It was this leather face was not menacing at all. Um, just it was just a crazy scene. I don't even know what was going on at the end. I, I really don't. But I I did enjoy it for what it was, and you know the campiness. Not even close to uh, part two by any means. You know. They should have gone all in with the campiness or they should have gone in with the horror and they didn't know. Just like you said, they threw everything and they decided to see what would stick. This was uh, 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 released to video and then they, when uh, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger uh, came out, they re-released it on theater for uh, trying to get some money out of it. And I guess uh, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger's agents went fucking ballistic. They're like, don't you fucking do it. And, but they did it, of course. So, but yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's what we got. All right. Well, those were some fun movies, entertaining at least. So, uh, and of course, you know, a couple classics and a couple, they were entertaining. We got five more plus three documentaries. Didn't you guys watch the other eight? Oh, that's, that's next episode, Joe. Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so we will. Then there was the cartoon. There was the sitcom. I mean, this yeah. just kept going. Yeah, Don't there's a cartoon. The there's an anime. There's too. an anime. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, there's the novelization. Not. Yeah, yeah. novelization is really good. Uh, yeah. a, a special episode of uh, Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Full House. Don't forget Full House. Yeah, Full House. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah. yeah Fuck those a, twins. A, there's a box of cereal now, and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Le- well, Leatherose. that was a good one, and we will we will at some point return to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise to finish it out. I suppose maybe if we are, oh, that's adorable. Jimmy has a Jimmy has a Leatherface doll. Nice, I like the tie. It's adorable, because yeah, you yeah. want him dressed up for slaughter. He's got uh, it on Sunday best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so my pick is the next one. And I am doing, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I was going to call it one for the ladies, or what was the other? I can't remember what the other one was going to be. One for the ladies, or um, that's what she said. Maybe that's what she said. Ooh, that's like what that she. 
so this one will be uh, female horror director or horror movies directed by female directors, women, women directors. Oh, that's what she directed. That's what she directed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, look at me. Yeah. Uh, so the first one uh, is a classic. Uh, there's a couple that I think we've probably seen and 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 then a, a few that that I know I haven't seen. So um, so the first one is from 1982 and that is the Slumber Party Massacre directed by Amy Holden Jones. Holy so this is shit. 1982 the Slumber Party Massacre. And that can be found Where can on we find Shutter. Oh. What what Nothing, nothing. Uh, that can be found. You on... paused. You paused, Matt. Yeah, I know. Boy, I cannot pause. <laughs> I thought you were, thought you were moving seconds. on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. And that can be found. On get on him. Wait, get on him, Matt. Get on him. I, I would like to just finish my thing. Okay. Uh, Shutter, AMC Plus, uh, Pluto, Tubi. It can, it's be found on everything. It's it's av- widely available. Uh, yeah. That's what she's in the frozen food section. Uh, let's see the invitation from night, uh, from 2015, not the one from 2022, by the way, not the vampire one that came out last year. Uh, but the, the invitation 19 or from 2015, Karen Kusama directed this one. And this one can be found on Peacock, uh, shutter Tubi, Pluto, uh, freebie. Any of those that will do. Uh, but if you want to watch it without commercials, I would choose Shudder or Peacock. Um, and then the next one is from 2016, and it is The Love Witch, directed by Anna Biller. And this one can be found on AMC Plus, Peacock, Shudder, Tubi, Pluto. See, I've made it. Made it easy this time. Um, I think all of these can be found on a variety of things. Cool. The next one is from 2017, and this one is called Most Beautiful Island. And it can be found on Pluto, Freebie, uh, Hoopla, or for rent on Amazon. That's Most Beautiful Island, directed by Anna Asensio. And the last one is uh, from, I technically, I think it came out in Mexico in 2017, but it didn't come out here until 2019. And this was actually my favorite movie of 2019, a horror movie of 2019. And that is Tigers Are Not Afraid by Issa, directed by Issa Lopez. And this can be found on Shudder, AMC Plus, or for rent on Amazon. So if you have Shudder, uh, or two, at least two B. I think all of these should be available to you without having to rent. So nice. That's it. Those are the five. Once awesome. Again, Slumber Party Great Master, job. The Invitation from 2015. <laughs> yes. The Love Witch from 2016. Most Beautiful Love Island Witch. 2017. And Tigers Are Not Afraid. What a weird title. Tigers Are Not Afraid. I'm sure it'll make sense. I wonder if it. Yeah, it makes sense. Is it Korean? The film. Is uh, it Chinese? It is Mexico. It is from Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Mexican tigers are not afraid. Yeah. Wait, wait. There's no tigers in Mexico. How do you know? Have you been to Mexico and with tigers? 
They have does it have to? Do they have to be it's in Mexico zoo? for them to refer to tigers? Yeah, Maybe they, they went on vacation yeah. how, how with Mexico Rusty. Supposed to know about tigers? Oh, maybe Texas. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they have the I internet. Don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, internet. Yeah. Or or zoos. <laughs> I said. Well, I don't. Right? I don't know the time period of it. Uh, you'll Great find episode, out, guys. <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Detroit might uh, want to change the name of their uh, their baseball team, and Cincinnati might want to change the name of their football team because there's no Tigers here in the United States. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a good fucking point. God. No Tigers. All right. At all. So, well, it was another beautiful episode, and it's uh, another episode. It was another episode. That's for sure. It's something. Yeah. So, uh, I guess anything else? Go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy our merchandise. Mark is right now wearing a pigs in a blanket Cinescare uh, t-shirt from uh, my favorite, an infamous faux pas of mine. Shirt. Yeah, and seriously, uh, they don't come very shirt. often. So when they do, we have to encapsulate them. Got to jump on it, and that is a, a that shirt, is one yeah. beautiful t-shirt, by the way. That's that well done. Uh, yeah, I wish well it was like a, like a little blood yeah. coming out of at, out of the wiener, you know, like a like and a disease. Venereal there is disease the bumper we were waiting for. Yep, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Yeah. There you go, Joe. You stepped right into that one, Mark. Yeah. I was I doing well the whole episode. Yeah. Now you're throwing softballs. <laughs> yeah. Now you. Easy. There you go. Yeah. Tigers are definitely afraid now. Yeah. yeah. It took an hour and twenty nine minutes to do it. I'm getting better. I don't know if that's better. Yeah. Stop you stop <laughs> supplying those and why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Well, yeah, have shit. a great summer <laughs> and we will see <laughs> what? you. We'll see you next time. Good night everybody. It's already summer. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was like a like a little blood coming out of out of the wiener. <laughs>